Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Thorn and Cross Haunted Nights Live. First things first, we would like to thank W.J. Pierce for creating and performing our music. Uh, this is Alistair Cross, and I'm here with my co-host and collaborator, Tamara Thorne. Thank you for joining us. Uh, before we introduce tonight's guest, um, we want to tell you a little bit about the Ravencrest saga, Shadowland. As always, our Ravencrest books are first released in serialized installments. Last month, part one, Polterghost <laughs> was published. In Polterghost, Ravencrest Manor is plagued by a practical joking spirit, and in the Raven Woods, an elemental force awakens from a long sleep. Strange Encounters, Part 2, continues the story. Take it away, Tamara. Someone is watching. A mysterious dark figure watches from the tall cliff as Grant and Belinda practice magic by a seaside tide pool. Something is waiting. Things take a dark turn when Belinda revisits the cool black waters of Nyad Pond deep in the Raven Woods. And uh, somewhere in the house, the poltergeist grows stronger, tormenting the staff in twisted new ways. A new employee is drawn to the east wing by the spectral whispers of the three sisters, and the evil within Ravencrest Manor begins spiraling out of control. <laughs> All right, uh, Shadowland is available now in ebook on Amazon. Uh, and you can find the first three full length novels in the series uh, on Amazon as well. And those are The Ghosts of Ravencrest, The Witches of Ravencrest, and The Ravencrest Saga Exorcism. Uh, those will be on ebook and paperback wherever books are sold. All right, again, you're listening to Thorn and Cross Haunted Nights Live. You can learn more about what we do at our websites, alistaircross.com and tamarthorn.com. You can visit our mutual blog at thornandcross.wordpress.com. Press.com, or if you tweet, our handles are at CrossAllister and at Tamara Thorne. You can visit our 100 Nights Live page on Facebook, and you can find us on Instagram at, at Thorne and Cross or at official underscore Alistair Cross. Uh, for more information on this show, you can visit Authors on the Air on Facebook, Twitter, and at AuthorsOnTheAir.com. This is a broadcast of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, LLC. All right. That said, uh, we're very excited about tonight's guest. Uh, we have a first-timer with us, first time on this show anyway. Um, uh, number one Amazon best-selling author, Elle Sidney Fisher, developed a love of writing during her childhood years and has continued this passion by recreating real-life stories with a paranormal or a supernatural twist, which you can see why we love her. Um, all mm-hmm. of her books are inspired by true events. She enjoys exploring ancient history, military history, unexplained mysteries, true crime, NASA exploration, and supernatural phenomena. Uh, Sydney has over 20 years' experience in paranormal studies and is a living witness in the number one Amazon bestseller, The Haunting of Natalie Bradford. She has a BA in uh, English from the University of Mississippi and a master's in education from the University of Missouri. Uh, Sydney lives in a haunted landscape with the spirit of a white wolf and at least one ghost that shares what was once a Native American village in northeast Mississippi. When she isn't writing, she's researching supernatural mysteries or another haunted location and its history. Uh, you can find her on the web at lsydneyfisher.com. Uh, as you can all see, uh, you can see why we, we wanted to have her on the show. And uh, so that said, welcome to the show, Sydney. How are you? Well, welcome. 
Hey there. Thank you so much. I'm doing great, and I'm happy to be here with you. We're happy to have Um, you. Yes, yes, yes. We... uh, I heard about you before I contacted you. You're, uh, you, you have mm-hmm. a, <laughs> you, you go, yeah. Uh, tell it, I think we should start with, um, I want to know, I'm always curious how someone, this, 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 uh, um, your interest in ghosts, where did it start? Well, this is my number one question of all, always. Uh, when I go to book signings, people ask me this. Um, you know, I always say, uh, you know, I always tell people we're not born believing in the paranormal. I don't believe, uh, you know, that it, it's something that we just are innately have it in us that we believe in that. It's a transformational experience uh, for, for each individual. And uh, it's it's when you become interested in the paranormal, the supernatural and, and uh, like I did at a very young age, just because of some experience that you've had, um, usually, you know, and that always sparks the curiosity for it. But my first encounter was when I was about eight years old, and I was a living witness in the book, uh, The Haunting of Natalie Bradford. Um, I was at Lindenwood many, many times and, and had my first encounter with a ghost there. And that kind of uh, sparked my curiosity because I knew something was not right. You know, even as a really young child, and and I think that children are sometimes more susceptible to this really than the rest of us or adults for sure because they are, uh, they haven't been conditioned yet to believe that it's not possible. So they're like little, you know, they're like little sponges and and they, um, you know, they're, they're curious about things because this is when they're learning. And so even at that young age, when I had this experience and I uh, witnessed a, a, a ghost uh, at Lindenwood, um, I knew something was not right. It, it gave me the cold chills. I was, I was, you know, frightened, didn't understand, that kind of thing. But that launched a curiosity that has literally lasted a lifetime with me. And from that moment on, I always loved to read. And so, uh, you know, as soon as I was old enough to get a library card, my mother would take me to the library in the summertime when we were out for summer vacation, and I would spend lots of time in the library, and I started checking out books on ghosts. And I started mm-hmm. to read, and it was so funny because it was I didn't want anyone to know that I was reading about this because you know sometimes people <laughs> look at you really funny, yeah. and so I would get, right. I'll never I, you know and, and it was so funny because I remember as a child I would go over into the new age section at the library, yeah. and I grew up in a small southern town, which made it even more <laughs> a little bit oh, no. risque and taboo, <laughs> and so I would You're get lucky over there. They New age section. Exactly. (laughs) And you know, it was the great, I remember the lady. I remember this sweet lady who would check out my books for me. And you know, she never once raised her eyebrow, not one time. (laughs) 
she nice. would I would I would you could check out 10 at a time and I would sit mm-hmm. over in the corner and read for a long time and then I would decide which ones had to come home with me and I would lug all of them up there to the counter and she just would smile and she would just check those <laughs> books out for me and she never raised her eyebrow not the first time <laughs> oh, so nice. yep so that was yeah. good yeah, my mom but, did the same thing. So, yeah. so you you managed to so you had a love of ghosts uh, and a love of writing, and you have combined the two, which is you know, no question, you're definitely on the on the right path. So mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about the writing. Um, other than other than of course loving to you know love loving books and and, and being a big reader, uh, what is it that led you to first led you to writing? Um, you know, now that may be something that that I might say might be an innate uh, thing, or, or you know, predisposed or, or predestination almost, because for some reason it just seemed natural. Um, it yeah. seemed to be, uh, you know, that is something that felt very natural to me. I, I always was involved in the arts. Uh, I was in theater and dance and and uh, voice and that kind of thing. But writing just seemed to be um, something that I just loved to do. And of course, the reading helps, you know, reading and that kind of thing will make you a better writer. Um, And so, um, you know, it just, it just kind of naturally happened with the writing. And then when I found what voice or what I was supposed to write about, of course, you and I both know what that would be and where that led. I mean, the the, sure, the passion right, right. and that kind of thing, and the, you know, and being it, and and having so many personal experiences throughout my life, it that's where that voice came from because most writers, you know, you begin by writing what you know, and right, so right. you begin by writing what you know, and this is what I knew more than anything else in my lifetime that was true to me i knew about par- the paranormal and uh or the supernatural and um you know having grown up in the south in the bible belt as a christian and in a, a church you know um it all was combined there is like this right. you know this, this whole um research experience for me where I'm studying it all not just ghosts but the supernatural and angelic encounters and all of it mm-hmm. and so um, it just it, that's where it began with the writing just really felt natural it just seemed to be right, a natural right. did, yeah. did you read and, and, did you read and, very much uh, fiction uh, you know I did read I did. I have not read The Haunting of Hill House, but um, there is, is, is that not a Netflix series that I, it has, I, I believe? Yeah, it, yeah. Well, in name only. It has, it, there's no, or virtually no resemblance to the book. They reimagined okay, gotcha. it. The okay, gotcha. Incredible. Yeah. Now, I have, well, I will have to. Too. I'll have to make myself a note to read that. But I'll tell you what, really, um, as a kid, I was reading um, uh, Agatha Christie 
I used to sit and read because I am such a, uh, like a natural little detective. I've always, I love solving or trying to solve mysteries and, uh, you know, and unexplained mm-hmm. mysteries just intrigue me. And so when I started reading Agatha Christie, it was like I, I was reading every, all of them I could get my hands on. And I would try to start solving them before I got to the end. You know, right, and right. yeah, she and and at a young age, you know, when I was reading, I was going, I just cannot. This this author is just not predictable in any way because I can't. Uh, she just stumped I, I me know. every time. <laughs> yeah, it's and true. so okay, it, I've always said so, if anybody could get away with murder, it would be Agatha Christie. Oh my gosh, she <laughs> she absolutely. I would get so frustrated because I'd be like, I'm going to solve this. But surely she is going to make <laughs> some sort of error during the the whole story and the, you know the guts of it. Never. I mean, I would have to keep reading yep. and reading. I was wondering how in the world. So uh, you know that <laughs> love of mysteries and and reading all those Agatha Christie books and um, that really just it, it all just kind of you know. Uh, was woven together, I guess. But now as far as fictional authors, I do love to read. I've read some James Patterson every now and then I will try Stephen King, uh-huh. but sometimes, you know, he's a horror author and I should be, you know, you would think, well, now look, you're into the paranormal. Why aren't you reading Stephen King? Sometimes right. I do, but sometimes, <laughs> it, you know, look, it's, it's even too much for me. Um, there are times when I remember when I watched uh, The Shining and, and uh-huh. The Exorcist are two movies that took me mm-hmm. until I was about 23 to get over that. Right. I still was waiting right. for my wow. bed to be shaking. <laughs> so, have you ever wow. read the book, The yeah. Shining? It's, it's, uh, have you read it's the book? fantastic. Oh, I, I'm, I have read the book, The Shining, but it has been years since I've read it. Uh. So I would have to go back and read it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just it's, it's, yeah, we just so remember the exercise, so, both of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, so, how do yeah. you? So, I'm interested. One thing that I'm really interested in about you is that you you you've done this your whole life. You're in this. You're in the South, which is you know. I mean, I don't think there's a place really anywhere where you can do what you do and be who you are without, like you said, raising some brows. We know because we are those people mm-hmm. too. Yeah, we're not in right. the South. <laughs> you know? so no, we've I've I've been to the South and it's a, it's a different culture and and really yes, I is. I am curious as to I really am curious as to what it's what it's like for you to do what you do and to tell people this is what I do. Well, I'll tell you what. There has been times, there have been events where I have been where I have spoken to groups who looked at me uh, with curiosity. But at the same mm-hmm. time, with a cocked eyebrow, uh, as uh-huh. if th- they were curious about it, but they didn't. Because th- the thing that is frustrating to me is hearing the thing of, "But you're a Christian, and how can you believe in this?" Oh, yeah. and my, right. You know, and I, I'm not even going to go off on that, and I never do. I always avoid it like the plague. Oh, but yeah. uh but when I am with the right person who whom I'm able to communicate with, with uh, you know, in, in just a good conversation, I always tell them, you know, um, I understand where you're coming from, 
But at the same time, there are some things in life that I have experienced that just don't have an explanation. And that's what the paranormal is. And I I also tell them, if you believe in a a human being who descended from heaven and rose from the grave and (laughs) there is nothing, there is nothing normal about that that is supernatural that's, yes that's exactly it, my my thinking it, too because yeah, I, it, i've it never been able to understand why that was so hard mm-hmm. to reconcile those two either because i'm like okay but it, you know it, let's talk yeah. about jesus for a minute let's really let's really you but, know but uh, <laughs> And you have to you have to remember that that we know what we know. Now, now, now think about this: you know what you know growing up because someone taught you that, because someone told you. So you know yeah, that, right. and they've been taught that, and their parents taught them, and that kind of thing. Where you really, I guess, become enlightened is when you start to explore yourself. And I always tell people at every. Every speaking engagement that I have, I tell them, look, do not take my word for this. I am giving you my experiences. (laughs) I am telling you these things. I've written these books. Um, This is based on, you know, over 30 years of research and experience. But I said, look, I'm inviting you to do exactly what I did from the age of eight. I decided for myself. And I did all the research that I could do. Of course, some of that is based on experience. I had personal experiences. But you have to decide yourself. But don't just poo-poo the idea because you've never had an experience. You know what the difference between a skeptic and a believer in the paranormal is. The difference between a skeptic and someone who believes in the paranormal is that – the person that believes in it has had an experience and the skeptic has never experienced it because it is transformational. And once that happens, you will not be the same. You just will not be the same. If you You ever have curious about with you is you, uh, you must have, you said you've done for 30, for 30 years, you've written these books, there's all kinds of, you know, stuff out there. You must have, uh, you know, I, I imagine people must come to you and be like, oh, I have this problem. I mean, just, just, you know, how, how do you handle that? And I can see that being incredibly draining, exhausting, you know, uh, if, um, you know, just being in the field you're in. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And people do come to me and, and ask me questions. I'm re- really, really selective as to um, whether or not I get involved. Um, just because there's there's situations where um, you you shouldn't do that, um, especially if there's been um, you know it, it's tragic. I, I have people who mm-hmm. have had uh, the death of a child, or or you know something like that, and they're wanting to communicate, and there may have been they're wanting answers, and I know exactly what that's like. I lost my own parents when I was very young. Um, and I've lived uh, longer without my parents than I did with them. Um, so I understand what that's like, what loss is like. But at the same time, sometimes you can do more damage um, mm-hmm. by offering to be a medium, per se. 
uh, yes, and that kind of thing. And so I'm just very, very careful. Now, you know, I have a research team called Para, and we film a show called The Para Files. Uh, it's on YouTube, and we traveled uh, all over Mississippi and some other states in the in the South uh, over the last couple right. of years. Um, but mostly, we go into commercial type locations. We don't go into people's homes and and film right. shows and things like that. So, yeah, yeah. So it, it can be, uh, you know, I, I occasionally will talk to people by phone. And try to help them some. Um, a lot of times they have questions. You know, at some of my book signings, it's real funny. We were talking about being in the South. People wait till the end of the speaking engagement, and they'll come up to me and whisper in my ear, and they'll say, <laughs> I think my house is haunted. But they don't want to ask me that question in the group, in the audience, because they don't want anybody to know that they're a believer. And I I find that so comical. Yeah. Yeah, Well, it is, because it's, it's, you know, I think I I find that most people, if you talk to them, uh, if you can really get, get on a good conversation with someone, I find that most people, or at least a good amount of people have experienced at least something that they can't explain that, that there's no explanation for. And that, that alone makes me think, how can you say there's nothing? How can you say there's not, you don't know. No. No, you don't know. I do mysteries from Agatha Christie on and the paranormal. I I think that's the greatest mystery of all. We'll never know all the answers. And that tickles me. I know. I do love it. And I love going on little road adventures. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I call it On the Haunted Trail. I have a blog that I blog about called the Periscope on Medium.com. And uh, so I I love to go stay in haunted B&Bs and just check it out because as a clairvoyant, a lot of times I will, you know, I can feel when you walk into a room. I don't know if you, if the both of you are probably empaths. Um, but you know, whenever you walk into an, uh, to a room, uh, that yeah. has a lot of residual energy, I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, we do. <laughs> you, you, you yeah. feel it. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, you, you can, I think that's, I don't, I've never really known you know, how to explain it, but for sure, like you can, you can totally, uh, feel a place. And I think, I just kind of think of it like things, people and experiences, kind of uh, leak mm-hmm. <laughs> and they get all over yeah. stuff. <laughs> that's how I think of it. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. They do leak. Yeah. You made a that mess is over such, here. That, that is such a cute description for it. Oh my goodness. I want to use that. They leak. I'm leaking. I'm leaking. Oh my God. That is so perfect. That explains ghosts and the phenomenon. They're leaking. They're leaking their yeah. energy. That's how I've always thought of it because because no no experience that I've had because the, the experiences that I've had have been very limited. It's not anything extensive, but it's never been anything that made me think uh, that what I was looking at or what I was experiencing was necessarily a thinking mm-hmm. uh, intellectual thing. It was more right. Like, I was seeing something that a was from over. a different. Yeah, wow. like a leftover. Yeah, like something that leaked all over the place. And look, yeah. It's, it's, so, look at so the you have so you have dealt with and 
Right. So you've yeah. dealt with residual energy. You've dealt with sure. residual hauntings, which is just something that is, like you said, leaked. It's left over. Mm-hmm. But have either of you encountered an intelligent haunting where you feel like that it could absolutely communicate? I have not. Oh, the only time was when I realized someone, it was more, I, I, I call them revenants uh, when they're um, like a poltergeist that's thinking. And it turns out yeah. it's a poltergeist, so it's it's pushed by someone alive. And at first it came off like it was something, like a spirit that was thinking. And then I realized, no, it's a poltergeist and that just looked like it. And she was a very powerful agent. But no, I haven't wow. seen anything that I'd call, uh, you know, intelligent otherwise. But, you know, that, I'm a hard prover, so... But I think right. some of your things, yeah, yeah. Well, well my it, mom, well, when is, she died, I saw her, but I think that was a deathbed visitation. That was intelligent. But. Yeah, that was a deathbed yeah. visitation. Very yeah. interesting. I, I've, I've, you know, the the intelligent hauntings are rare, but they, mm-hmm. but they do exist. They absolutely do exist, and That's it right. is, it, it is, it, it is just. I mean, this is, that's a whole different, you know, <laughs> the thing is, yeah. like, whenever somebody says that, I'm like, it kind of makes me a little uneasy because I, if, you know, if, what are they doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they're usually here for a number of reasons, but uh, you're, you're right. It does make you ask those questions for sure. And there's been times whenever I've wanted to just, um, get the heck out of Dodge when I have been in an environment that was very negative. So, yeah, um, right. you know, you know, the spiritual world is, it's not just earthbound spirits. And so um, it can be very frightening. And uh, yeah, right. it, 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 especially if you're doing ghost hunting, you know, if you're doing paranormal mm-hmm. investigations and you're subjecting yourself to it, I mean, there, you, you have to put into some practice, um, some practices when you leave places, whether it's saging right. or prayer or whatever you decide to do, but uh, you don't want to carry that stuff with you, that energy. No. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> now we are already we are already basically out of time. Unfortunately, we could have so much to talk about, and we could go on and on and on, but unfortunately, we can't. Mm-hmm. So before we before we let you go, um, I, would you mind telling our listeners where they can find out more about you and what you do? Absolutely. You can visit com or theghostmysteries.com, and uh, you can find out about my books or my paranormal investigations with the team, Para, and I hope that you will. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for coming okay. on. Um, it, it has been a pleasure. Uh, lots of fun. and. So much, so much more to discuss. We hope that you'll come back sometime and uh, tell us Absolutely. about what you're working on. Yeah, Absolutely. all right. Uh, but it I was, would love it was to. Great. Yes, it was great meeting you. It was great talking to mm-hmm. you. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, Sydney, we will be in touch. And uh, for the listeners, until next week, this is Thorn and Cross, Haunted Nights Live, and we wish you haunted nights and sweet screams. Thank you for listening.
Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross. <laughs> <laughs> 